Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Today, we take a look at the topic male infertility. Having a baby is generally a simple and natural experience. However, for some couples, it can be difficult to conceive a child. Nearly one in seven couples is infertile, which means they haven't been able to conceive a child, even though they've, they have had frequent and protected sexual intercourse for a year or longer. In up to half of these couples, male infertility plays at least a partial role. About one in 20 men have low numbers of sperm, causing infertility. However, only about one in every man has no sperm at all. As a male, your fertility generally depends on the quantity and quality of your sperm. If the number of sperm you ejaculate is low, or if the sperm are of a poor quality, it will be difficult and in some cases impossible to get pregnant. In recent times, there has been a decline in the semen quality of young, healthy men worldwide, with similar findings being reported in Nigeria. Although little is known about what is responsible for the decline in male sperm count worldwide, significant associations have reported between impaired semen quality, including sperm count, motility, as well as morphology and exposures to heavy metals such as cadmium and lead, mysosotines and aflasocines, pesticides, industrial chemicals and endocrine factors. Once thought to be the disease of women, it's now clear that causes of infertility in couples can also be found in the male partner. In this conversation, we will look at everything male infertility and the role tech plays in its treatment. I have in the studio an accomplished biologist, geneticist and mentor. He has spent the last eight years mastering skills in the field of embryology, driven by the need to deliver quality services. Is specialized in advanced micromanipulation, embryo biopsy, cryopreservation, and thawing. He studied at the prestigious University of Lagos, where he received his BSc and MSc degrees in cell biology and genetics. Now, he has other courses, including leadership and management in health project management in health, both from University of Washington, and he's currently managing the pre-implantation genetic testing units and transport IVF units across various fertility clinics in Nigeria. Let's welcome Uwa Joseph Olainka. Hello, you Uwa. Much. Thank you very much. How are and you good doing day today? Listeners, I'm good. I'm doing fine. Okay, such an honor to have you in the studio today. Thank you for joining us on the show. Same here, it's a pleasure. All right, Uwa. Now, finding shows that male infertility is just as common as female infertility. However, not very many people know about male infertility. So let's talk about it. What is male infertility and what causes male infertility? Male infertility, like you earlier said, is a case where a man is unable to impregnate a woman without any form of protection for a period of one year or 12 months. So if they've been trying for that period and he has not been able to impregnate a woman, that is already a sign of a male infertility. Infertility is from the the woman also contributes, but male, they contribute 50% of cases of infertility. So when you have a man that cannot impregnate a woman for one year, 
or 12 months on unprotected sexual intercourse, then you can tag that male infertility. Now, when you talk about the causes of male infertility, like it, it is multifactorial, it ranges from medical causes to environmental causes and also lifestyle. They are of different categories, like medical causes may be as a result of um, varicocele or as a result of infection or as a result of erectile dysfunction, or it may also be as a result of not being able to ejaculate or him ejaculating, but it doesn't come out. So they are, So these are like the medical aspect. Then when you talk about the environmental aspect, you talk about what the man is exposed to in the environment. There are toxins, there are workplaces there that men are not supposed to work or have certain um, safety measures taken before they work in those places. So, or they are exposed to some chemicals or other environmental factors that can affect their fertility status. Then when you talk about lifestyle, you talk about smoking, excessive intake of alcohol, um, live sedentary lifestyles, not a man that is not active, obesity and all that. So it is multifactorial. It ranges from different aspects and it really affects a lot in the population. Like you earlier said, one in seven couples are infertile and the male contribute about 50% of cases of infertility. So it is something that is very common in our society and people need to be aware of this because really from our experience, we've noticed that even in churches, in mocks, religious setting, traditional setting, cultural setting. In Africa as a whole, we usually portray infertility as a female disease, whereas infertility is both male and female disease of the reproductive organ. So, and you know, even when they want to talk about couples that are infertile or that have not achieved conception, they will say, pray for barren women. <laughs> and um, we don't usually talk about the sterile men. So it is very important to know that it is exactly the same percentage that men, women contribute in infertility cases. Same men contribute. Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, now in our society, because of like I was discussing with a, a colleague of mine, I told him that if you look at the lifestyle that young men even live today, we've noticed that most young men that also visit our facility, we notice a trend in decline of their semen parameters. So this is majorly as a result of lifestyles. Those that smoke, those that go to party and consume excessive alcohol, and they take, um, they abuse drugs and all that. You see, they say they are scientists. And so these are things that really affect semen parameters and people don't know. Mm-hmm. Another aspect is even some of our local medications that we take that like they call in the Western region, they say Agbo. Agbo. Yeah, because it is not quantified. You cannot know the amount or the dosage that you are supposed to take. I was telling my mom that the effect that Agbo has sometimes is even more than the cure. Because it, the effect may not be at the present, it may 
it may cause a defect that will even affect generations. And people are not aware of this. So even while in our research in universities, you see a lot of research going on about these leaves and these combinations that people take. And they look at the effect on sperm morphology, which is the um, normal form of the sperm. They look at head effect. How does it affect the head of the sperm cells? And also they look at how does it even affect the sperm count? So all these are various things that contributes to causes uh, or male infertility. Amazing. That's quite a lot there. Now, I mean, if you've even touched our second point where we're about to talk about the signs, how you will know as a man that you are likely infertile. You know, some men, they believe that, as you said, it's the woman. So you, if we can't make a baby, it's you. If the baby's yeah. not forthcoming, you're the one. Yeah. But what are the things men should look out for? That might be a sign to male infertility. Okay, so the main sign of male infertility is the inability to conceive a child. But there are many other obvious signs or symptoms that you can see. Like in some cases, however, an underlying problem such as inherited disorders. Mm. You have hormonal imbalance. You have um, dilated veins around the testicles. You have condition where there is blockage. Mm. The man is, or you have cases where the man cannot ejaculate, mm. or when he ejaculates, he feels he has ejaculated, mm. but nothing comes out. Mm. So we call it retrograde ejaculation. So that is another sign. Then you have problems of sexual function, like a man that cannot achieve erection, that's erectile dysfunction. Then you have recurrent respiratory infections, inability to smell, abnormal breast growth, like you have. In, in a case where you have XXY, so th that's a, like a genetic effect now. So you have some men that when you look at their breast is very large and they have shape of a woman. Wow. Sometimes <laughs> those men are XXY okay. chromosomes. So they are carrying an extra X chromosomes. And studies have shown that those men, many of them are infertile and they cannot father children. So those are different signs. Then you have also decreased facial hair, then a lower than normal sperm count. So like for somebody that has done semen analysis and he has a very low sperm count, lower than what the WHO standard is, then at that point, you can see those signs or those symptoms and say, there is need for me to visit a fertility clinic. You know, doctor, we're going to come to the aspect of sperm count as a matter of fact. Now, let's just come to that. Many grew up believing that for you to be termed fertile as a man, you must have a high sperm count. So yeah. if you have a low sperm count, you are deemed as infertile. So how true is this first, doc? And how is the sperm counted? Okay, um, it, is, it is true that low sperm count is also, like I earlier said, also one of the forms or signs or symptoms that you a man will use to know that he is infertile. But not until the man has tried for period of 12 months consistently or one year, you cannot term that man infertile. Because even a man that has a sperm count that is below the count that WHO has um, stated, we still find those men, they have ability to um, still father children without going to the fertility clinic. So it's not just the count alone. It also has to do the motility of the sperm, how the sperm move, their progression. And it also has to do with the 
morphology of the sperm. That's the normal form. So when you look at the density, which is the count, you look at the motility, you look at the morphology, then there are other things too. You can also look at the volume. So a man that even has very good density or count, and the volume is low, not up to 2 mil, which is the world standard, maybe about 0.5 mil, then that man too may not be able. So it doesn't only depend on the count. So, but what we believe is the count plays a major role. Then the second aspect is how do we count? Now, like in the laboratory, the standard way of counting is either you use a Maclas chamber or a Nuba chamber. So these are already graduated techniques that the embryologists or the lab personnel, when they view this specimen mm -hmm. under a microscope, there is a way the specimen are counted that when they count the number of sperm cells in that field, they can tell, even though it is subjective, they can still tell what the concentration or the count is. So it just gives an estimated number of sperm cells present and you can tell what the count is. But when it falls below that, it is very clear and you will see that. Also, the, like the word, WHO standard is, is 15 million per mil. Wow. So once it falls below 15 million per mil, then such case. Whereas a normal man in one ejaculate should have about 300 million sperm cells. Amazing. Per ejaculate. Amazing. Wow. So 300 million <coughs> per ejaculation. Yes. But when you count it using these technological devices yes. and you find that it's less than 15 million, right? Yes. Then that person can be termed to have low sperm count. Yes. That's really serious then. So all of these <coughs> testings, are they readily available in our fertility clinics and in our hospitals generally? Well, um... What I've noticed also is their variety in counting depends on what, what the fertility clinic is using. But the standard count or parameters used is the WHO 2010 standard. So that is the guideline for every laboratory that is carrying out a semen analysis procedure. So the WHO 2010 standard is what still guides us. So you go to some clinics, they give outrageous um, number because probably they don't use the Maclas chamber or the Nuba chamber to count. They may just do visual analysis, give estimated count, and that is all. And But you still find out that man is infertile. So you, it's good to also know that there is a quality aspect to it. So when you want to go to laboratories for semen analysis or testing, you should identify those that can give you accurate results. Okay, then let's talk about how to boost these numbers. What's the way forward when we find out that, when a man finds out that, oh, his sperm count is low or is infertile after testing? How, what's the way forward? How can we help such man? How can such man boost his fertility? Okay, when you talk about um, boosting fertility, there are different aspects to it. First, like I earlier stated, I said there's lifestyle. Then regular exercise is very important. For those that are smoking, it is advisable that they quit smoking. Then because even in 2016, a meta-analysis that was done, it showed that the results of over 20 studies with a total of nearly 6,000 participants found that smoking consistently reduced sperm count. So smoking, either smoking cannabis or your regular cigarettes, they affect your semen parameter. So quitting smoking is one 
important way. Then you avoid, like I said, avoid excessive alcohol and drug use. Avoid certain prescription medicines. So there are certain medications that actually, like I said, even your agbo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are some certain, even our normal medicine, there are certain chemicals in those medications that can also affect sperm cells. So if it is compulsory or is 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 of necessity for such one to take those medications, after they've taken it and they've gotten their result, then they stop. So usually you will find an increase or a boost in their semen parameter. Another important way to boost, even though it is not scientifically proven, but we still get results out of it, is take intake of um, taking supplements. Supplements, then you take diet, proper diet, and um, taking vitamin C's, taking vitamin D's. They play very effective role in increasing sperm cells. Then, like I said, some prescription medications can potentially decrease LD sperm production. So it is important that when we are taking some food, some medications, we should look at what the constituent is and ask questions whether those constituents can affect the semens or the sperm count. So these are like some ways for you to boost. But like I said, it is subjective because not until a meta-analysis is done and it has been proven and scientifically approved, you cannot say that this is the recommended. So we just say, okay, go and try. It, these supplements can increase your okay. sperm cells. All right, then. Is low sperm count hereditary? Can you inherit it from your father? Yes. In wow. fact, yes, yes, yes. For a man that doesn't have sperm cells in their ejaculate, they call such people azospermic men. That means azospermic men. Yeah. They don't have sperm cells in their ejaculate. Now, you can have either obstructive or non-obstructive azospermia. But there are some cases where it is inherited are cases where you talk about the genetic effect of male infertility. Okay. So you can have Y chromosome microdeletion. So for some men, even though we carry out the semen analysis or we do, um, or they have DNA fragmentation, they can transfer those genes. Like if there's, if, if there's a mutation in the Y chromosome, that gene can be transferred to their male offsprings. And a study done by Ashray, looking at the first set of ICSIG, that's children that went through IVF treatment, male children, they also discovered that there's a trend because those parents or the male parents have already shown signs of having poor semen parameter. And when they also checked the children that were being given birth to, they also discovered that some of the male children have inherited those traits from their parents. You know, I quite agree parents. with you, doctor, because even IVF is an alternative way of con con conception, right? Yes. Exactly. So if you're finding it difficult to make children or have children, then you try IVF. Yes. So I think you only, it's quite logical that you can't have children using IVF. So children that come out of IVF might in some way get that from you as a parent. So I think it's quite logical. Especially well, so, the male, where you have, male, if... Yeah. It's common if the cause of the male infertility has a genetic mm -hmm. background. Okay. 
Yeah. Nigerian men just believe that no, <laughs> fertility cannot come from me. It can never be from me. <laughs> and that every woman is the one that is responsible for that. But then you were even talking about gender. Yeah. And how that this thing can also affect the kind of child, whether it's a boy, boy or, it's or a girl, girl you yeah. have. Quickly yeah. touch on that. Quickly touch on that before we move to the tech. Okay, so it is important for men to realize or know that they are the ones that determine the sex of the child. Because a man carries both the X and the Y chromosome. So if the sperm cell that is carrying the X chromosome meets an egg that is X, then the baby will be a female. But if the sperm cell carrying the Y chromosome meets an X, then the baby will be male. So it is the man that determines the sex of the child. So when you see men telling a woman that, oh, all she keeps giving birth to is a female, 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 the man should know that he is responsible for that. And a man doesn't also have control over that. So it is important for us to know. So the egoistic and all that should be shown. Mm, amazing, Doctor. I like the fact that you made mention of that. Now, talking about the role that technology has played when it comes to the treatment and the management of male infertility, we'd like you to, to emphasize on that. Okay, thank you very much. So technology has um, developed into one of the most useful tools to treat infertility, especially male infertility. Then the ability to track ovulation, you can check the quality of the sperm cells. You can do semen analysis. Oh, I, I, I guess years, years, thousands of years back, hundreds of years back, people cannot even know what they are, how, they are, how a sperm cell look like. If there's DNA fragmentation, you can do um, genetic tests to know that, oh, there's an, a defect or there's Y chromosome mic microdeletion. You can also know through technology. So technology has really helped. And also you have some um, couples that have difficulty um, fathering or, or, or um, giving birth to or conceiving. Technology also helps with that because, you know, there are certain age because so, so, much, so many studies have shown that age of a man and age of a woman play a major role in conception or in your fertility status. So for a man, a man that is not ready to have a child, and know that, oh, the kind of work that they do, or they want to go for cancer treatment, let's, let's take, they want to go for chemotherapy or radiotherapy, it affects the sperm cells. Mm. So, such men can go for sperm freezing. Women also can also go for oocyte freezing, that's gamete cryopreservation, where you can freeze your sperm for up to 10 years. And whenever you are ready to father a child, you just go, they throw out the sperm cells and you have an IVF treatment and you can have your child. Wow. So you have people, so, so technology has gone far. You also have cases where a man and a woman, because I am AS and you are AS, they say we cannot get married. Yes, true. But also through pre-implantation genetic testing for monogenic disease, you can actually find out the, after going through IVF treatment, you can find out the embryo that is carrying either the sickle cell gene, which is the SS, which is the SS, and such embryos are, even though ethically you have to still look at all that, but you can transfer embryos that are AA and that are AS without transferring embryos that are carrying the sickle cell gene. So through pre-implantation genetics, you can do sex selection 
to check whether the he, probably a man has given birth to four females and he wants a male child so as to continue with their generation like their lineage like why the african or nigerian <laughs> so you can also do sex selection we have men too or we have couples that they have up to four girls or four males and they want female children they can also do sex selection you have different genetic um, abnormalities or mutations that have happened that will affect those child some women they keep having miscarriages mm-hmm. and it may be as a result of the man's sperm so by the time they do a dna fragmentation test they can also tell that oh is as a result of a genetic mutation in the sperm cell so gen- so technology has really gone far in the role of um um both male and female infertility so but now we are talking about male infertility that's why i mentioned that sperm cells can be frozen and also lastly we have some men that are isospermic like i said obstructive isospermia that means there is no sperm cell technology has so gone far that those men once they can run tests and they do their fsh lh and it's within limits and they check that do testicular examination and they see that their testes is okay we can have surgical sperm collection wow. so those sperms are collected from the epididymis and the embryologists they check the sperm cells they pick them and they inject sperm. and we've had lots of children from such men also so it is technology really plays a major role in inf- in, in infertility ICSI mm-hmm. itself in fact you have intracytoplasmic morphologically sperm injection where you don't just pick sperm to inject but you also look at the morphology of the sperm to ensure that the sperm cells that you are injecting into the egg is a normal sperm so doctor everything is accurate it, it, it is wow it, it wants, in fact it's, it's a beautiful ivf is like i always say it's a gift from god almighty mm-hmm. and it is it's it beats all the barriers all the challenges that people face mm-hmm. or couples especially going through infertility challenges but you know but you know Uwa, one major problem in nigeria is just the costs the affordability you understand in as much as we have all of these technological innovations and it makes you so accurate that you can even have the child that you want how you want the child to look like what gender it is you want for the child but then again the affordability the issue of be it being affordable what can be done how do you think we can solve this issue well we, we, we you you the 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 part that um the cost of ivf place cannot is is inevitable mm. because of the consumables that are used mm. the techniques mm. and the um, equipments used they are quite expensive mm. so when you also want to render such treatment also you would put all that in place so it is very important for um government to also work with um and private um there can be a like a a, a a a partnership between the government and the private sector so that they can look for way ways though we also have some hmos that assist um clients in going through ivf treatment you have church um religious organizations to that support well we also have other support groups that help couples however that cannot undermine the fact that going through IVF can be said to be expensive. Yeah. But also, it is like I 
always tell couples that I discuss with, it is worth it because having a child is, if if that is your desire, then it is worth saving for. Absolutely. It is worth planning for. Even normal people that give birth naturally, it is also advisable that they plan the future of that child so that the child that you are bringing to life can also live healthy, live a well-fulfilled life and happy life. So it's not just bringing children into being, but also taking care of them, providing. So couples that want to go through IVF treatment also, it is very important that they plan. You can save towards it. You can plan towards it so that you can achieve the goal of having your child. child. Amazing. Amazing way to wrap up the conversation on male infertility. I mean, if we go on and on and on and on, we'll keep talking about how that men just need to get checked. And we'll also advise that couples, intending couples, please go through all of these processes before you finally say, I do. It helps to save a lot of emotional and psychological stress in marriage. I've been speaking with an accomplished embryologist and genesist. He has spent over the last eight years mastering skills in the field of embryology driven by the need to deliver quality services. I've been speaking with uh, Joseph, Uwa Joseph Olayinka. Thank you for joining me on the show. It was such an amazing conversation. It's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Now, finding out that you're infertile as a man is often a shocking and upsetting experience. As a result of the common but incorrect belief that infertility is a woman's problem, many men are often unprepared when they are told that there's a complication with their sperm. Now, as you've heard from Uwa, whatever the outcome of your fertility test is with your doctor, ensure you stick to your treatment plan. Summon all the courage and speak to your partner about it. Stop thinking that your partner is the cause for infertility. All right, get checked today. Do not lose hope. All will be well. And if you feel your sperm is not strong enough to further a child, then get checked today. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.